Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, here we are, back with our number two, the afternoon edition now on Sound Off. So, uh, now, I hope some of you got to hear the uh, the Minnesota News Network after we had Congressman Stauber on this morning because they had a representative from the uh, uh, St. Paul Teachers Union on. And man, I'll tell you what, all you had to do was listen to that. It wasn't an ad, it was just a, a quick sound bite because the St. Paul Teachers Union has filed an intent to go on strike. And that teachers union was asked the question about, well, you must be pretty proud of your superintendent because the superintendent of schools from St. Paul just won the National Superintendent of the Year Award. And whoever that was that was representing the teachers union said, well, yeah, that's good for him. But, uh, you know, if he'd stay home, stick around and do some, uh, you know, real negotiating with the teachers union, we might not have a problem about going on strike. Well, that's nonsense. You know, let, let's, let's again examine what's going on in St. Paul. Not that it makes any difference here, but it does because all of these contracts, well, right now, in fact, I think, if I remember right, it's something like uh, two-thirds, or maybe even more than that, of all the school districts have not uh, uh, finalized their contracts for this coming year. There's a huge number of school districts that uh, that have not finalized and not uh, negotiated their contract settlement. Now, let's see what's going on in St. Paul. St. Paul currently has a $107.7 million deficit coming into the year in their budget. They're overspent by $107.7 million. Now, the district's... Uh, estimate of their request from the uh, St. Paul Federation of Teachers would top out at $112 million. They're already at a $107 million deficit, but the teachers union wants another $112 million, and the district said it was willing to, willing to uh, set aside $12.4 million. Now, Early proposals from the St. Paul School District is that they were willing to give each teacher and community service personnel a $7,500 pay bump. That's not bad. If somebody gave you an extra $7,500 in your paycheck, wouldn't you be pretty happy with that? Yeah. And, (laughs) I suppose not, huh? No, that's not enough anymore. Let's go 10K, round it off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, in addition to that, the district has offered a 7.5% bump the second year uh, for those uh, on an hourly for the educational assistance, you know, the the lower paid people in the but still in the classroom helping out $5.43 an hour raise and a seven and a half percent raise the second year. Now, This is on top of, remember, that the St. Paul teachers are already among the highest paid in the state of Minnesota. 
The average teacher in St. Paul makes $87,250 a year. That's not too bad. So, you know, I don't know what their, you know, what their grievances are, but whatever ends up being settled on here, this district is going to go further into debt. And that means that they're going to have to go to go to Governor Walls, who was a former teacher himself and negotiated and say, hey, you got to give us more of the taxpayer money back. You got to give us a bigger pot of taxpayer money because we got to pay it out to the teachers union who wants it from us. This is going to be a year in Minnesota that you're going to have to keep an eye on what's going on at the legislature with one eye and have your other eye focused on what's going on with negotiating with the unions that are going to be trying to take every nickel you got and then some. So just uh, just a word of the wise. I'm going to hang on to this uh, proposal here because it is huge. It's a, it's a lot of money that the uh, unions are looking for. Now, Friday, we try to keep it a little lighter, Kenny. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, met, I, I mentioned uh, a week or so ago that I had the ultimate joke. And I wanted <laughs> you to, say that every oh, week. I know, I know. Well, anyway, I'm going to give you this joke, but it's more than a paragraph long, so just uh, get used to it. All you right. know, get settled, settle in. Okay, so here's the joke. After nearly 50 years of marriage, a couple was lying in bed one evening when the wife felt her husband begin to massage her in a way he hadn't in quite some time. It almost tickled as his fingers. Yeah, Yeah, baby. (laughs) It almost tickled as his fingers started at her neck and then began moving down the small of her back. He then caressed her shoulders and her neck, slowly worked his hand, stopped just above her stomach. He then proceeded to place his hand on her left inner arm, working down her side, passing gently over her backside and down her leg to her calf. Then he proceeded up her thigh. Now, this sounds like a porno movie, but it's not. He then proceeded up her thigh, stopping just at the outermost portion of her leg. He continued in the same manner on her right side, then suddenly stopped, rolled over, and became silent. As she had become quite aroused by his caressing and proceeded to ask in a loving voice, Honey, that was wonderful. Why did you stop? He responded, I found the remote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found, found the remote. Ay <laughs> Oh boy. You know, I I I don't know if <laughs> if that joke was that funny or just when I read it the first time I said to myself, "It's funny." Yeah, I bet it's there, funny. Done that. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny one, Brad. You did it. Uh, I did it. You yeah. did it. Okay. By the way, I got one from one of our listeners. That guy way out in the west side of town. Oh yeah. You know. That loves winter so much? Yes. He sent, he sent me one this morning. He said he recently saw a PSA on the, on the television. Yeah. And it said this. When buying a smart watch, if it says you can swim with it, you must already be able to swim without it. <laughs> uh. I hear you chuckling. 
I got one from Corey See, from the range he shared with us, if you want me to. Well, let's, yeah. yeah. Let's Police have, have confirmed okay. the man that fell from the roof of that nightclub and died was not a bouncer. <laughs> Come on. There we go. Was not a bouncer. <laughs> it's it's sad. I mean, he no, died. he didn't bounce. No, he didn't. That bounce. is, but it's sad. Well, you know, after we're having fun like that, it's tough to go back and talk about serious things. But uh, I have to ask you: Does it surprise you at all the news that came out this morning that the uh, that opposition leader in Russia, Alexei Navalny, was found dead in a prison? Well, where else Russia? are you going to die when you're in custody under Putin? Exactly. You're going to die in his prison. Putin. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You know, what was I, the cause I, of death? Did they list? Well, that? they haven't really come out and oh. said that yet. But he was in he was in a prison, Kenny. Yeah. That sounds like it's. Uh, they called it the IK three penal colony, also known as Polar Wolf. Oh. It's in the northernmost frigid miserable area of Siberia and you can just imagine I'm sure they keep that prison those prison cells nice and warm for the clients don't you think no they're probably cold right from the beginning and uh but this guy uh yeah he I mean why why would the guy continue to be an opposition leader after he'd already been poisoned once by Putin's henchmen uh and then he'd gone out of country where he was somewhat safe, I guess. But he returned to Russia in 2021, and authorities immediately arrested him and later sentenced him to 19 years in prison for extremism charges. Um, you know, would it would it would it be surprising to you if I told you that? Possibly Putin and the rest of the Russian hierarchy might be a little bit corrupt. Just a little bit. But, you know, as I read this story this morning, I, I couldn't help but think to myself, I, I just read the, the headline, Putin's critic Alexei Navalny dead at 47, Russian officials say. And I, I couldn't I, I couldn't help but read into that headline. Uh, Biden critic. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to go down that road. But yeah, it it would be some. The, the Democrats would love to be able to have that, wouldn't we? Wouldn't the Democrats love to be able to put uh, Trump in jail for the rest of his life, or nineteen years somewhere up in Siberia, someplace, or up in the core, uh, you know, coldest part of northern Minnesota, to lock him up so that he can't uh, be involved in the election process? Well, we're going to find out in another week or so. Here, by the way. Um, exactly where the Republican Party is heading, uh, because that's going to, to, I think it's within a week, maybe two weeks, that the South Carolina uh, presidential election is going to be held. And Nikki Haley, former governor, former very well-known politician from South Carolina, is on the ballot. But right now, the polls indicate that she's not doing well, that she's about half of what Trump is sitting at. So, we, uh, we're going to keep an eye on that one as we go along. Anyway, we've got to get to our first break here. Uh, we have some uh, friends calling in as we go along, but let's take our break, and then we'll come back with more on the Friday edition of Sound Off. 
KDAL time is 1224, nine above at the National Weather Service. We're going to throw in a northwest wind at 15, and we've got a wind chill, Brad, of minus eight at the National Weather Service in Duluth. And this morning, uh, Duluth saw a low temperature of three above. So we stayed above zero. Uh, Some other morning lows real quickly. Superior, seven. Army Corps, Canal Park, seven. Hibbing, zero this morning. Minus two in I Falls. Aiken, three above. Ashland, ten above. And the morning low in Hayward this morning, one above. And Brainerd, three above for morning lows. So we have drifted area. more more back into normal weather conditions for this time of year. Slightly below a normal. Yesterday, our high in Duluth was 25. That's the normal high, 25. Yeah. So we were normal yeah. yesterday, finally. And 11, <laughs> yeah, 11 was our low yesterday. Six is the normal low this time of the year. And if you're uh, curious about what the records are for February 16th, I got them. 52. The record high back in 2011. Oh, and how about, let's go back to 1973, Brad. Minus okay. 30. Yeah, that was a bad year. 73? Yeah, I was doing bad the high winter. school thing. <laughs> I was walking was to a- Central on the hill. Woo-hoo. I, I didn't do oh, it often. I, I was able to get a bus, I think. I don't remember, honestly. Uh, from time to t- yeah, there, we did. They? From time to time, I got okay. the bus. I don't remember where I had to get it, but I lived on 8th Avenue and 2nd Street, and there were times when I walked to Central from 8th and 2nd. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I had to learn, Brad. Uh, well, that's it. Uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got Tom from Port Wing on the phone. Tom, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon to you, Brad. Uh I, I wanted to uh, push back a little bit uh, on one of the things that Congressman Stauber was talking about. Not against yes. him, but the talking points that they would have used had they been there, or they will write about it if they heard your broadcast. And that is that fentanyl is not being brought in by people illegally entering the country. It's at our legal border checkpoints that uh, the fentanyl is being brought in. Now, here's how they justify that. I heard uh, uh, Congressman Stauber say that these people are coming in, but they're not being checked. Nobody's searching these people. Most of them just waltz in. That's where they're bringing the majority of the fentanyl in. Now, had we not had millions of people crossing the border, maybe at our legal checkpoints, we could have had more border patrols, and they would have been stopping even more fentanyl. But this silly idea that, oh, well, we're not worried about these people coming across, they're really not bringing fentanyl in. Yes, they are. You know, just like uh, uh, Congressman Stauber said, yes, they are. They are bringing it in. They're part of the problem, and they're a big part of the fentanyl problem coming into the country. So, well, see, and a big you know, and a big part of it, Tom, that that he didn't mention is that these coyotes that they're paying money to to get them to smuggle them into the country, 
Many times those same coyotes are also dealing the fentanyl and they're telling them, look, you won't have to pay me as much if you take this backpack of fentanyl and distribute it to so-and-so when you get into uh, Phoenix or Chicago or Kansas City or wherever. Exactly. And I guess the last thing I, I'd like to say this more, this afternoon is uh, I have a request. I don't know if you can swing this with Kenny. And this has absolutely nothing to do with uh, anything that's happening down in Georgia uh, and the young woman who's, uh, you know, the prosecutor who's in trouble right, right now. This has nothing to do with her. But I was okay. would like a request of some music by Queen, and it's called uh, Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> and you have a great weekend, Brad. <laughs> I think we got that one. I think we do have that song, yeah. but I love the way he prefaced that. But it has nothing to do with the prosecutor down there. Oh, no, 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 with, no, no, no. It's Let's just that here. it happened to be coming out the same conversation. That's oh, all. Yeah, we do have that one. I'll have to look into that. Say, have you been watching the uh, the the case this morning? Is there what has her dad uh, come out when? said anything earth shattering or well i'm not ab- able to listen to anything that i watch oh you okay and yeah, i haven't i i'm monitoring uh, the business network right now and i can tell you the nasdaq is in negative territory that's not good it's still again that's not good the nasdaq um and then we'll get a look here at some others here but uh, you know this bitcoin stuff intrigues me because I have nothing to do about it. I have no knowledge about it. Yeah, but, me too. I'm with you. But it certainly is uh, a valuable, I don't even know if it's a commodity. I don't know how you uh, classify it. Uh, but right now, uh, Bitcoin was over $50,000. You're in, kidding. Uh, no. And I think it broke a record, if I'm not mistaken, a while back. Uh, the Dow was down 17 points. S&P 500 is down 2 points. And again, the Nasdaq in negative ter- territory, down fifty six points. Uh, but bit- isn't bit isn't Bitcoin the one that uh, they've had so much trouble with, where the guy made billions off of it, and they prosecuted him, sent him to jail, that he was giving it away, sending it away. It, I thought they had a new coin that they wanted to try to push now that was supposed to be the replacement for currency, for cash and dollar bills and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know, but Bitcoin is up two hundred and eighty-two dollars, and it's just it's fifty-two k. I think that's what it said, fifty-two thousand dollars. Well, I uh, this morning as I was looking through some of the stuff that was coming out of Minnesota, I couldn't help but see that we're getting another round of stimulus checks in the state of Minnesota. Did you see that? No, this isn't going to be for everybody. No, no, of course not. And and it's actually only going to be for those. You got to explain this one to me, Kenny. I'm reading this story from Newsweek this morning, and it said hundreds of thousands of Minnesota residents will see a rebate check for $260 come their way next week. The state is reissuing a third round of tax rebates for 128,000 recipients who never cashed their original checks. 
What? What the? What's going on here? One hundred twenty-eight thousand people got checks for two hundred sixty dollars. What did they look at them and say? That's not enough money. I'm gonna throw that away. Or what happened? I mean, and then the state is going to turn around and reissue another check to the same people that didn't cash the first ones? The the $260 rebate out months ago, by the way, but not all recipients deposited the money within the 60-day window before the checks became void. Evidently, when you get that check the first time, the $260 it said on the check must be... Uh, deposited within 60 days or the check will become void. The state had a... And then, then the, guy, the guy writing this story or the actual finance expert that's with Newsweek that was writing it said, the state had a bit of a surplus. It's a bit. We originally had like 17 billion surplus, uh, had a bit of a surplus and decided to give part of it back to taxpayers. Michael Ryan, a finance expert, and founder of Michael michaelsmoney.com told Newswax or Newsweek these issued checks or reissued checks are a nice little financial cushion for people especially when the budget's tight and every penny counts well yeah i suppose i suppose that's true but the question is still why did somebody get a check for $260 from the state and decide not to cash it I don't understand. Well, there's that. always reasons that mail doesn't get received. But I think that well, what I'd heard was that it appeared to be uh, um, junk mail to some. Oh, and they just so looked they at it and said, ah, this is junk mail, ripped it up, threw it in the garbage. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 126000 I, I would say people? that those people don't deserve to get a rebate check. To get a second check. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, let's take our CBS News break, shall we? And then we'll be back. KDAL time is 1237. Uh, we're enjoying some sunshine, but yeah, it's rather chilly outside. And these wind chills are going to be with us through the weekend. We're going to see a, a warming trend after, uh, well, sometime starting tomorrow. And Brad, on the phone, we do have Justin from AirServe. Well, Justin, uh, your end of the week is coming up here. Have you had a, uh, a very prosperous, a very uh, good week? I know you've had a lot of people to talk to about AirServe. Well, I've had a very productive week this week, and I'm going to have an end cap tonight on that week by doing some Floodwood Boys basketball tonight, Commandant. All righty, the Polar Bears. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, you know, we, we have actually been able to do some things this season that we normally can't do. You remember what kind of winter we had last year with the cold and the snow. And so actually oh, for yeah. certain projects, we've been able to get on those and actually do some things for people that it would be a little bit unseasonal for us. But of course, you know, those first cooling appointments have come into play. That's what I was doing pretty much all this week, believe it or not, is visiting with people about indoor air quality and talking to them about their cooling system. You know, people want to be on the ball with that. When people make the decision, Brad, to get cooling, they make the decision to get it. It doesn't uh, have any rhyme or reason as to when it happens. It's just that light bulb turns on and says, okay, I'm going to make that phone call, and we're going to make this happen this year. Well, you know, Justin, I, I think, you know, there's been more and more people 
that have finally decided to to go with air conditioning. There was a there was a period of time there in Duluth. I know that even my my grandmother never had it. I lived in the home. She would always say, "Hey, if it's too hot in the bedroom, open the window. <laughs> You'll get a breeze." <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. When I was in high school, when I first met you and Kathy, about 25% of the homes in our market had a cooling system of some kind. Now we're upwards to almost 60% of the homes in our market have a cooling system of some kind. Okay? When I say some kind, that may not be a whole house cooling system. That may be forced air cooling. That may be a single zone mini split, multi-zone mini splits. But more and more people are getting into having a cooling system. Part of the thing that we're achieving with the cooling system is not just a comfort level on the inside of the house, but that battle that we have to be comfortable during the summertime is partly to do with the raw temperature and also to do with the humidity percentage. The humidity, Brad, is what makes people miserable. And when it comes to indoor air quality, when you look at the particulate that is suspended in the air that we don't want to breathe, that really bothers some people with allergies and other things, that, that, that particulate likes to flourish on the drier end. It likes to flourish on the more moist end. We want to keep your humidity percentage in the house roughly around 37 to 38% during cooling season, and that is a very, very comfortable humidity percentage. You'd be able to set a thermostat at 71, 72, 73, and be very, very comfortable if you had 38% humidity in the house. Yeah, that's, yeah, 38 is pretty good, isn't it? I mean, humidity, I don't know. What, what's, what's a home supposed to have for humidity? Well, that, that, that is that optimal range. They, they call it the healthy zone, somewhere between 35 and 40%. Now, of course, we don't necessarily want 38 to 40% humidity in our homes during the wintertime, especially when it's cold outside. That will be no, my next appointment true. that I'm going on at 2 o'clock, is they're actually having some humidity problems inside the home during the winter. And so that's oh. going to get tackled with something else other than air conditioning, Commandant. Sure, sure. That's very true. Well, who's Floodwood playing tonight? Now, you're doing the boys' game? Doing the boys' game, Floodwood at Southridge. Oh, yeah. That's going Southridge has got a pretty good. uh, I don't know. That was a. Because Southridge was a combination of what what schools? Allborn. That would be Albrook yep. and Cotton, yes. And there's kids that go to uh, Southridge that are from Cherry and Floodwood and other places, too. But uh be a okay. great little contest. I've got two great partners to work with tonight, Brad. Two people that I absolutely adore that I don't get to work with nearly as much as I should. But the three of us are going to be meeting up at Skyline and traveling to Southridge together for some Polar League boys basketball. Fantastic. Well, say hi to everybody up there. Um, I'm sure, you know, I... I I still run in every once in a while when I'm going through Floodwood. I'll run into somebody that I played sports with or that I knew there, the Arrows or, uh, uh, you know, lots of different people. So it's always well, fun. Every, everybody at Floodwood is always very kind to me, and uh, I drop your name whenever I can. It's usually my ticket to get something done. There you go. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. But how do we get a hold of you if we want to talk about heating and air conditioning? How do we do that? 218-879-SERV-S-E-R-V and airserve.com. And you have a great weekend, sir. I'll visit with you on Monday. All right. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it very much. Uh, by the way, Kenny, the uh, word out of uh, Fulton County, Georgia, is that the uh, – uh, Fanny Willis' testimony has suddenly halted, and I don't know what this means. I'm trying to read. I just uh, pulled it off the wire service. Um, 
And it says uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis's testimony in a court hearing on whether she should be disqualified in the Trump case ended early after state prosecutors opted against questioning her on Friday. Ms. Willis was expected to take the stand again on Friday and confirmed in court that she would return after she testified on Thursday. But the state said during the second day in court on Friday that they have no further questions for the district attorney and she did not appear for the hearing. Now, what do you suppose is going on there? Northlanders, if you have a uh, an opinion on this or if you know some inside stuff, uh, give us a call at 218-722-0839 or text us at that same number and uh, let us know what you think is going on. We do have a uh, caller this... that wants to comment on this. Okay, well, let's uh, let's right. see what's Here going on. Here we go. On. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> No, it said the state has no further questions for Ms. Willis. Oh, yeah. Prosecutor Ann Cross said during the hearing. That's very interesting. Now, does that mean they're not going to continue to bring in the the testimony of the whistleblowers that are out there? Uh, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I'm going to have to read on to this. I'm going to have... Have to caution you, the judge said. Upon return from the break, the judge advised the parties involved to use decorum. This was yesterday, but he he later told Miss Willis that he might strike her testimony if she continued to be combative on the stand. I'm going to have to caution you. You have to listen to the questions asked, and if this happens again, I'm going to have no choice but to strike your testimony, the judge told the uh, the district attorney. Um, now, the question was asked of her, the defense attorney, when asked both Mr. Wade and Mrs. and Miss Willis pressed the pair on why there were no receipts when he took her on vacation. Mr. Wade said that he had no receipts and used his credit card to pay for those expenses, ultimately saying that Miss Willis paid him back in cash, which she corroborated. However, which I'm sure they got their stories put together beforehand. However, neither could provide any evidence of the cash payments. Did you pay him back for the cruise and for Aruba? Asked uh, Ms. Merchant. Yeah, I gave him his money before he ever went on that trip, uh, Ms. Wills said. And so when you got cash to pay him back on those trips, did you go to the ATM? That's the defense attorney said. The defense attorney said, no, Ms. Willis added. So the cash that you would pay him, you wouldn't get it out of the bank? Miss Merchant asked. I have money in my house, said the DA. For Come many, on, many Brad. years, I have kept money in my house. <laughs> this is now. Now. You're not buying it? Of course not. <laughs> no. And this is the cover. Uh, we have Corey yeah. from the range. He wants to chime in on this before the break. All right. Corey, Corey, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you as well. It was a complete disaster yesterday. I actually needed some uh, comedy yesterday, so I was listening to some of it. But it was going so well with her father on the stand today that they had to use the Jesse Smollett angle. Which was what? Well, the father had to bring up 
the B word and the N word were on her house, and he cleaned it up. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> they they went. And with, and with the go ahead. They went with the race car because things are not going very well for her at all. So she she tried to throw out the race card again. You're only doing this because her, I'm black. I no, her father threw out the race card. Oh, the- her father did. <laughs> so, oh boy, yeah. did he have to look through his magnifying glass to find that or what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know it's a pretty humorous case. Can I leave you with just a little bit more humor? Sure, please. Yes, we need a little humor on Friday. Yep. So what's the difference between a leopard and a cougar? But but you know, I, I didn't hear the first part of it. What's the difference between a what? What's the difference between a leopard and a cougar? A leopard and a cougar. Uh, doesn't one have stripes and the other one doesn't or something? I don't know. Well, a leopard can drag something twice its weight up a tree. A cougar can drag something half its age to, into bed. Huh? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a, that, that's good. So, Bradley, uh, residents of East Palestine are uh, welcoming Joe Biden. Well, not really. Joe's there they, finally a they, year later. He's there's Trump up. flags and impeach Biden. Not a joke. Oh, is what the sign no. says. Really? Lining the street. He's not going to be received well there, Brad. He just won't be. No, of no, course he won't not. be. But I didn't think they would. That that would show up, but whew, that's got to be bad. You know, I mean, you think well, about anyway, when this happened. When did this happen? Was this last a year July? ago? It, yeah, it was last or, July. Was it last I July? It um, let's see yeah. here. Uh, uh, when did that happen? That uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess I, I read this here, morning but, said it was a year ago. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, even before July. Um, here it is. Uh, February third of last year. Oh my God. So, yeah. so it's been it's been over a year, and he finally shows up. Wait, good timing there, good timing there, Joe. Well, let's let's do our Minnesota news break, and uh, then we'll come back and wrap up our number two. ADAL time is 1255, 15 degrees in Superior, northwest wind at 15. So we got a wind chill uh, kicking us at uh, what zero degree wind chill in Superior right now. Do you uh, recognize this polka, by the way? No, not really. What is it? A floodwood polka or something? Oh, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. I want to thank Jim from Orr. Supplies us with uh, polka songs from time to time because on Friday I try to play polka songs just to uh, have a polka Friday uh, moment. This is the cheek to cheek polka. The cheek to cheek polka. All right, we're swinging, Brad. We're well. That could be for uh, that could be for Miss Willis and her uh, love partner. What you talking about, Willis? Hey, you know, you talked about you're not believing this with cash. Nobody should. No. Because 
Listen, here's a couple of comments that came into the Associated Press today about this story. It says, as as particular as this woman pretends, because it was said during the during the case, her dad said, well, my daughter's very particular. She'll make sure she wanted to make sure that she kept uh, everything up and up, paid back every dime so nobody could raise a question. This guy says, look, as particular as this woman pretends, she didn't pay anything back in cash. In fact, if she was really particular, she would have written him a check so that the paper trail was appropriate and able to be confirmed. Her answer of paying in cash is a flat-out lie. Yeah. Ooh, that's a little harsh. Now, who's that coming from? Harsh? This is from uh, a guy named Steve Gross, who just wrote into the Associated Press. Oh. You know how they ask you to comment on stories? Oh, sure, sure. And then another one wrote, look, this this is a complete moronic. She she should be done, fired, disbarred, and this clown show of a trial dismissed. What a complete joke. She talks like some... Uh, I'm not going to use the slang that this guy uses. This is supposed to. She's supposed to be the DA. What a complete moron! Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are watching this, Brad, and I don't think uh, too many people are uh, gather or uh, gaining um, any um, confidence in her right now. No, not at all. Not at all. Paid cash. Who paid? How much? <laughs> how much are they uh, claiming uh, she paid cash in? A lot of money. Well, how much? To ballet, thousands? Thousands. Yeah. Hundred, well, probably 100000 They had trips to Jamaica. They had trips to Take California. Cash. Yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> I keep a lot of cash in no, my house. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You know, Saturday Night Live could have fun with this one. Oh, and my just, God. Could you know, ever. put together a skit and the person just have, you know, piles of cash, bagfuls of cash. <laughs> <laughs> Cash, really? Yeah. As a matter of fact, but I they got won't. cash. You don't just bring out a grocery bag full of cash or garbage yeah, bag. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Look under underneath the kitchen sink. I think I got a cat bag full of it down there. <laughs> no, they won't do that though. We got to be back. Uh, hour number three coming up, folks. So please stay tuned for that. When we come back next hour, we're going to talk about the Duluth or the not the Duluth, the Moose Lake Police Department dissolving. It's all gone. No police in Moose Lake anymore. Well, they still have them, but it, it's not—it's not called the Moose Lake Police anymore. And we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> 